Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Perfect day to head over to the WW Big E. Another fight happened last night, so we'll, well talk about that. That's okay. Uh, 73 for a high tomorrow and sunny. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, today we're going to the Big E, and we're going to be sampling all, uh, well, many of the food items that are up for grabs. You, yes. me, Marty, a film crew. And then well, we have to get out of there before 3, before the cockfight starts. Listen, <laughs> I've got my limits. <laughs> oh, do you? <ya? laughs> I'm not fighting with that thing, even though it's a deadly weapon. Uh, I will tell you this. We're going to be talking to an actual bona fide eating champion, Molly Schuyler, uh, whose uh, YouTube channel, Mom vs. Food, Yeah, it is an inspiration for those who just love to pack down food in their chow pipe. She can swallow a lot of meat. Oh, my God. She is uh, a great American. Yes, she is. She truly is. Also, a round of Am I the A-Hole? And your chance of winning a thousand bucks with the keyword to cash. All that coming up this morning and a whole lot more. It's 537 on Rock 102. Back down. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, uh, Elon Musk says he plans to charge ex-users, you know, that was formerly Twitter, Yeah. Uh, a small monthly fee to use the platform. He claims it's the only way to fight bots. He didn't say when it'll start or how much he'll charge. Well, good luck with all of that. Yeah, guess what? I'm going to stop using. I've already stopped. I already deleted mine. I deleted mine probably eight, nine months ago because it was just turning into this pile of sludge every time I opened it up. It See, was it, nothing me, worthwhile. On there. To me, it started off as a pile of sludge. It just got sludgier. I have it. I never use it. Yeah, I uh, I got rid of it. I deleted it. I don't even have a handle anymore. Smart. Yeah. Uh, inspired by the celebrity auction to raise money for strike relief, people are making up fake items like getting drunk with the cast of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia while they stay in character and berate you. Actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound like a uh, lot of fun. But the auction uh, has uh, other hilarious memes with people making up other celebrity auctions like uh, fall asleep on a FaceTime call with Daniel Kalua. Kaluuya. I don't even know how to say that. Right. I would have to know who he is first. Uh, the Cullens from Twilight turn you into the, a vampire. Oh, okay. Uh, get uh, get drunk with the cast. Starring, uh, what is he? I don't even know who that is. Star, oh, staring contest. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> staring contest with Cillian Murphy. Chris Pine will tell you what the drama on Don't Worry Darling was, and Taylor Swift will watch your funeral from a distance so your friends and family are like, Wait, did they know each other? Hmm. That's actually not a bad one. That's nah, not too bad. Get I like the, the idea of getting drunk with the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia That would cast. be uh, bananas, wouldn't it? I think any time spent with, like, uh, you know, with those guys would be fun. Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito sounds like he'd be a blast to hang out with. I would love to spend time with him. Sure you would. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Katy Perry 
Didn't I just say that uh, we don't do enough stories about her? You did say that. Now that four women have accused Russell Brand of sexual assault, people are combing through his past for evidence of his supposed toxicity. Here's one of the most interesting things they found. Russell was married to Katy Perry from 2010 to 2012, and in a 2013 interview, she had this to say. I felt a lot of responsibility for the relationship ending, but then I found out the real truth, which I can't necessarily disclose because I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day. I let go and I was like, this isn't because of me, this is beyond me, so I've moved on from that. Then there's Kristen Bell. All right. All right. Who worked with Russell on Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She revealed back in 2010 that before they even started filming, she warned him not to try anything. She said, quote, he didn't try to mess with me or get in my pants. He knew I would uh, lop off his testicles. Hmm. I like her a lot. You do? Especially when she makes threats like that. That uh, that I, does it for you? I would let her lop off my, my testes. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. Uh, in 2006, Danny Minogue called Brand, quote, a bit of a vile predator. A model named Jordan Martin dated Brand for six months, and she said in a 2014 book that he sexually assaulted her. And a British comedian named London Hughes says that she signed with the same talent as a talent agent as Brand as early in his career, and they told her right up front to not sleep with him, quote, under any circumstances. Uh, a lot of people are bringing up his interaction with Catherine McPhee in 2013, but it seems like she was a willing participant, if not an instigator, and everyone appears to be having fun with that one. What happened to that? Uh, he, there was an interaction with him and this Catherine McPhee, and I, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, he bounced her on his lap during The Tonight Show, and Jimmy Fallon scolded him for that. Hmm. Now, Jimmy Fallon's going to look like a hero now. Oh, no, he's yeah. not. No, he's not. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Oh, hey, I, I stood up for Catherine McPhee. Uh, you don't remember that? You guys don't remember that? I know I treated my staff like a... Like a rag doll, like a bunch of rag dolls, but <laughs> treating like a rag doll would actually be a step up. But uh, either way, uh, in response to all the chaos, Brand has canceled his remaining stand-up dates. Gee, I don't know why. Which he noted are quote addiction charity fundraisers. Wouldn't it be weird if it was like a sex addiction uh, charity fundraiser? It probably is. His uh, publisher has also paused the publication of his work. Uh, okay, this could have been a publicity stunt, but I happen to believe that Jennifer Garner really is this good-hearted. The paparazzi happened to catch Jennifer in her car at Santa Monica Beach, leaning out of the window and handing a bag of essentials to a homeless man in a wheelchair. Oh, that's nice. She could probably turn the guy's life around with a with a check. Yeah, but he may not have a bank account to cash the check. So oh, maybe, you a bar, maybe a bar of soap and some deodorant is really all he needs. Clean yourself up. Then she got out of the car, put socks on his feet, and tried to give him her shoes. But hers didn't fit. So she asked the guy who was recording her if she could buy his shoes for the guy. He ended up forking over the shoes plus a blanket, a shirt, and pants. So what was he wearing? Nothing. Guess he didn't have any shoes then. And no pants. Can't get away with that. By the beach. I don't know. If Jennifer Gardner uh, wanted to dress me up, I'd let her. Oh, she could talk me out of my pants in no time. Yeah. Leslie Jones says Chris Rock had to go to counseling with his adult daughters after Will Smith slapped him at the Oscars. The girls are 21 and 19. She says, quote, that was humiliating. It really affected him. People need to understand his daughters, his parents saw that. Leslie watched the show from home, and she says, quote, I was so effing mad on so many levels. She was also disappointed that Will didn't include Chris in his apology when he accepted his award for best actor. Mm. Yeah. Well... 
on the other hand, it made Chris Rock a very uh, a, a very big pile of cash oh, when I'm it came sure to a stand-up. Sure, it did, but still, I mean, they have to go through that. You know, I listen. Every now and then, I'm willing to accept a certain amount of public humiliation. Yeah. If there's a benefit at if the end at the end of the rainbow. Uh, first, everybody followed Drew Barrymore's lead in announcing they were resuming production on the talk shows, and now everybody's following Drew's lead in reversing their decision. Bill Maher is the latest, but he's hmm. trying to make it sound like he didn't cave to public opinion. He says, quote, my decision to return to work was made when it seemed uh, nothing was happening and there was no end in sight for this strike. But he was the one who came out a few weeks ago and was kind of criticizing them all, going, well, you can't just have everything you want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyway, uh, people are saying Kim Kardashian's kid's painting is a stroke of genius. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a stroke of genius was when I gradu- graduated summa cum laude after uh, giving Ray J. <laughs> brain in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine I-, I don't even know what you're talking about. I gave brain. <laughs> I gave him peace of my mind, if you know uh, what I'm yes, saying. Yes, that's... Yes, and uh, Kaylin. I never got that down and dirt, uh, dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had a diabetes off with the Wolford Rimley. <laughs> <laughs> you check your blood sugar and you check it often. A <laughs> uh, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> that cost $20, by the way. I would assume so. Yeah. What are you trying to say? All I'm trying to say is you could tell she got one of them shake weights back in the 90s. Hard work pays off, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still focused on Wilford Rimley. <laughs> That's going to be hard with a wash out of your brain. And that is your Hollywood trash. I rock what I do. Ah. I'm here with Scott from Aqua Pump. And, so- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it must be nice to work for an employer who believes that you're grossly underpaid for the work you do. And that the only way to rectify that is to shower you with gobs of extra cash in your weekly paycheck. I've never worked under those kinds of conditions, nor do I believe my employer sees me as being all that essential. However, it's nice to dream about bumping haphazardly throughout way through life. It just doesn't happen to real people who are living in the real world. But if it happens to be two-time Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, then I suppose things probably operate a little bit differently for you. Remember three years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs made Patrick Mahomes the highest-paid player in NFL history with a 10-year contract worth $450 million? Sure you do. Well, since then, there have been a few contractual signings around the league that have given players more money per season. None of them come close to matching Mahomes' contract in total value, but since then, a bunch of fat deals have gone to players like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson from Baltimore, Jalen Hurts from the Eagles, and Justin Herbert from the Chargers. Yesterday is announced that the Chiefs have restructured the deal with Mahomes in which they will give him a fully guaranteed increase for the next four years where he will get paid $210.6 million. And since his current contract is good until 2031, they've agreed to revisit his contract after the 2026 season to do it all over again. In other words, for the next four years, Patrick Mahomes will make $52.6 million a season, putting it more in line with what those other guys are making. Of course, the Chiefs didn't have to do that. They could have held him to that $450 million contract he signed in 2020, but then he'd be over underpaid. So close your eyes and try to imagine living in a fantasy world in which your boss tells you, hey, 
You know what? I don't think we're paying you quite enough. Why do you make yourself comfortable while I finish writing you a check? If that sort of thing happens in your world, then God bless you. But if it happened to me, you better grab some smelling salts and a bucket because I'm likely to pass out. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Catherine's been to painting school, and I don't mean the Royal Academy of Art in London. Catherine is a Rocky's paint expert, well-trained, a total pro. Get Benjamin Moore paint, cabin stains, and rock-solid service from paint professionals like Catherine at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, today, oh, by the way, I should just uh, point out that if you're listening to the podcast, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. That's uh, every day, by the way. It's every day. Yeah. It's every single day. And for whatever reason, uh, I'm supposed to say it at the very beginning of the show, and I ritualistically forget uh, to do it at that moment. But I've never missed it one way or another. Always make sure Marcotte, uh, Marcotte gets its due. Yes. All right. Anyway. Having said that, uh, today, you, me, Marty Caproni are heading over to the Big E. You mean the WW Big E? Yes. Yes, exactly what I was thinking. Um, I saw another video overnight. Well, I woke up this morning and I saw it. it was like one of the first things. Plus, like five people sent it to me too mm-hmm. uh, to alert me of another scuffle that was uh, that was outside somewhere at the Big E. But the police seemed to have taken care of that almost immediately. Didn't look like uh, that lingered for too long before cops on bikes came up and. Right. You know, started uh, started uh, keeping the peace, if you will. Now, was this like a a multi-person type of uh, fight, or was this like a fight between like two drunk dudes? You know what? Now I got to go back and uh, look at it real quick. The video didn't have any sound, so you don't have to. Uh, well, not that we'd be able to play it anyway if we could. Uh, the video didn't have any sound. Uh, let me see if I can see this. Uh, loading, loading. Lovely equipment we have mm-hmm. here. And, uh, all right, yeah, the cops, like, come over almost, like, immediately. Yeah. And it was just these two guys that are, uh, you know, duking it out. Well, you know, the thing that uh, people need to understand is, you know, just like it is outside of the Big E, there's yeah. cameras everywhere. So you yeah. got to believe that when you're inside the Big E or in the parking lots or wherever you are, uh, that's also being highly maintained by surveillance equipment. So if there's a problem... Listen. They're going to get to you right away, and your little problem is going to get dashed pretty quick. Here's the thing. It's not some kind of crap hole. No. And, and, and you know, the thing is, this has probably been going on for years, but with the people who want to put the video up as fast as they possibly can, going, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I'm going to put this on World Star Hip, what is it, Hip Hop World Star, World Star Hip Hop or something like that? Sure. World Star, World Star. You know, they start yelling that out because they know it's going to be on World Star. Um, I don't, actually, I haven't heard anybody do that in a while. I think everything's on TikTok. Well, now. don't give anybody ideas. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's that comma. You're going to be perfectly safe going there. Listen, there were 273,000 people yeah. that were at the Big E in opening weekend. Uh-huh. 86,000 on opening day. Okay. You've only had two fights. Amongst 273,000 people. You couldn't yeah. get 273,000 people 
anywhere in the world without having a couple of dust-ups along the way. People are just intolerant of each other. They get all uh, you know, bent out of shape, and, and some people fight. Now, if it were me, the idea that you're going to spend 20 bucks uh, to get into the Big E, plus uh, you know, 20 bucks or 25 bucks to park in someone's front yard, you're already in it for 45 maybe 50 bucks by the time you even get through Gate 9. Seems oh, to me yeah. you're just wasting your time if you're going to get tossed out for fighting. So it's a way. So it's stupid to even consider fighting at the Big E. You know what you do? Why don't you fight outside the Big E, where West Springfield loves that kind of stuff? Yeah, they love all that kind of stuff. Uh, go right. At, go. Uh, go to that uh, little hotel across the street there. That's you know, it's like a little motel. And yeah, like a Days Inn or something sure. like that over there. They, they love that stuff. They would love. They lot. would love a fight in their parking lot. I'm reading this story here from uh, Western Mass News because they they asked people about what happened. This is before yesterday's fight was released. Right. Western Mass News is getting uh, answers after a video that showed a group of people fighting at the Big E went viral. The incident was caught on camera and is now raising security concerns for fairgrowers. Uh, West Springfield Police report that during the opening uh, day on Friday night, one man got into a fight with three or four other people near a vendor's tent. The video showed the group of people taking one man to the ground and repeatedly kicking and punching him. Mm. Uh, we showed the or we Western Mass News showed the video to people at the fair on Monday. Oh yeah, check this out. Come here, I want to yeah. show you something. What do you think of this? Yeah, before you go in, look at this. Yeah, they uh, and and then uh, this kid says, uh, "Yeah, my mom said the day before coming here, she told me there was a big fight and uh, she told me to watch out because she didn't want me to get hurt." So she just dropped me off at the gate and said, good luck, you're on your own. <laughs> See you in five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that's just wrong. It must be the bad blood that's coming out of the surrounding areas and dispersing throughout. It's definitely shocking, but it's not uncommonplace, said one fair goer. Western Mass News reached out to the Big E about their safety protocols, to which they received no answer. So they just went directly to the website to see what the safety protocol was. <laughs> and it says no weapons allowed on the grounds. Uh -huh. Metal detectors are in use at every entrance. Bags are subject to search at the gates. Security staff is uh, comprised of Biggie security personnel and the West Springfield Police Department, and the security office is available 24 hours a day. The thing is, it's like a little city. It's a city. So yeah. you're not, you can't, the police only, ha there's only so many cops. There's a, You got a whole town that they have to look after as right. well. So. All those cops are doing overtime to work there, and from what I what I know, those cops aren't even getting like regular overtime. Like there's a deal that's made with the Big E that they don't get the amount of money that they would normally get if they were out, you know, directing. So they're not getting a, they're not getting full overtime paid. I don't. It, it's just like a percentage of it. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, so. I just I just try to imagine, try to put my uh, you know, trying to think real hard about you know, well, what what's the problem? What what are we fighting over? I mean, really, what's we should what's be coming together, people. That's exactly what this big E thing is supposed to be about. It's about you know, uh, uh, all of us as a society coming yeah. together and and you know, eating fatty foods and yeah. peaceful harmony. Yeah, peace doesn't come fighting, uh, fist fighting uh, over. Uh, over the fact that you got a beer spilled on you. Yeah, I mean, listen. Peace comes in the form of a stuffed waffle. Yeah, who? who yeah, right. Who a do you turkey leg? Who do you think you are, Aaron Hernandez? A little dribble gets on your shirt, and all of a sudden you want to kill somebody, uh, yeah. you know, execution style in a parking lot. I don't think that's such a great idea. I still am very impressed by the way that these uh, these gentlemen fought, and still pulled up their pants 
while taking their belts off and not dropping their beer. Right. That's that takes real coordination. Yeah, that's some. Uh, they prepped for that. For well, they probably yeah they were probably they probably have been in training for some time. Yeah, you know, at first I thought well you know, maybe some of these people are angry uh, because of the perceived lack of gluten free options at the Big E. But as it turns out, uh, Mass Live did a story that. Uh, there's lots of uh, gluten-free options for those of you who, for whatever reason, can't stand the gluten. Yeah, I don't like the gluten. So that was not a reason for fighting, because you're you know you 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 got celiac. You're worried about what some of those things are going to do to you. Yeah, I mean there's there I mean there's loads of uh, public restrooms at the Big E, but you know when when it comes to gluten and being intolerant yeah, with it, you can't. It's a race against time. Do they have a a gluten-full bathroom? <laughs> I don't like the idea of a full bathroom. That's uh, That worries me. And what's up with this gluten-free? I've been paying for gluten. I pay extra. Yeah. I saw somebody selling a car on Facebook yesterday. Uh-huh. They're like, pet-free and smoke-free. And I'm like, wow, you can pet the car and you can smoke for free inside? That's crazy. I'll make that deal any day. But listen, we're going to go to the Big E today and we're not going to have any problems. No. It's going to be a good day at the Big E. Other than high cholesterol and maybe a stroke, good. I can't see if any issues going on today. It's a SmackDown, the WW Big E. It's 623 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Win big during the midst of Rock 102 Ooh, Springfield's. Sorry, uh, it's okay. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 6:30 and Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a nice day today. A great day for the Big E for us. Uh, sunny and 72 tomorrow. Sunny and 73. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on this morning, real quick, uh, the keyword to cash after eight o'clock. We'll also be talking to Molly Skyler. She is a uh, a eating champion. She crushes. Uh, these eating competitions. We'll be talking to her a little bit later on today, too. Giddy up. All right. Would you like to laugh? Yes. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Now, this isn't uh, your typical, like, joke with a setup and all that other stuff. This is just a meme I got from one of my buddies yesterday, but I thought it was pretty funny, and I'd like to share it with you. All right. When I'm bored, I like to go on porn sites in the comments section and write, Why are you doing this? Please come home. Your mother and I are heartbroken. <laughs> I would love yeah. to do that. Would you like to do that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, isn't that funny? I mean, come on. Let's say you're another guy. You're the next guy going on that video, and you're like, All right, let's get down to town. And then you're like, Oh, that's a horrible, horrible story about a runaway. I don't, you're right. What, you're right. That is funny. What can I do to help? After I finish. Is there some yes. sort of charitable organization? <laughs> who, who can help this poor, poor girl? Poor, porn anon. That's what we yeah, need. There yes, you there go. you All go. Right. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western man. 635 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two Springfield men were arrested Sunday after police seized several firearms, including a rifle with a bayonet and a large amount of drugs. A bayonet? What is this, the revolution? Yeah, we're doing that whole Russian rifle thing again, you know? <laughs> it sounds like the Russians are coming. The uh, Sinret narcotics team, along with the DEA and Homeland Security, have been investigating the trafficking in fentanyl and cocaine from Springfield to Vermont. 
During the investigation, police arrested 36-year-old Michael Varela of Springfield and 36-year-old Roberto Santa of Springfield on Wilcox Street. Ooh, Santa! I thought you only come once a year. Well, I bring the guns anytime. (laughs) I bet he's responsible for a lot of good stocking stuffers. Santa, what did you bring me? I brought you a Russian rifle with a bayonet on it. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Santa! Hey, Santa, I'm on your naughty or nice list. Oh, you're on the naughty list, but I like naughty kids. Here's the bayonet with the, with the uh, with the rifle you asked yeah. for. Here's a bunch of rhino bullets. Yeah. Oh, what else? You, oh, go go check your stockings. There's uh, cocaine and there's methamphetamine <laughs> and there's fentanyl. God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Uh, following their arrest, police received a search warrant to search an apartment on Wilcox Street. <laughs> Street. Will. Will. <laughs> Inside the apartment, police seized. Four more firearms and more drugs. One of the firearms seized was the rifle with the bayonet attached. So they're going to be uh, they're going to be in some legal hot water ah, for, for now. I'll blow over. Uh, the boil water uh, thing is still uh, issued for parts of Bondsville. So if you're waking up this morning and you figure, oh, can I just uh, drink right out of the tap? No, you gotta you gotta boil it again. You just have to drink the vodka in the closet. Yeah. Uh, Bay State Health has uh, ordered masks for. Uh, the uptick in COVID-19. So now that's going to be a thing. If you go into the Bay State Hospital, you're yep. going to have to wear a mask again. So far, Cooley Dickinson Hospital has not implemented those rules yet, uh, but they're waiting to see what the uh, public health departments say. You so, know, I, had, I had to uh, visit a, a family member in the hospital uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. At a hospital not that close to here, but still in Massachusetts. And uh, they were requiring people to wear masks even then. This is like three weeks ago. Yeah. So I go out there, right? And I don't have, I, I'm, a, I'm at the point now I don't carry a mask anymore. You know, who's having you wear masks? Nobody, really. The lady at the front desk, you know, where you normally uh, check in to say, you know, where's uh, so-and-so, what, what room are they in? She would not let me pass without a mask in a very militaristic type of, heavy-handed way like where do you think you're going where are you going i'm gonna go visit uh, somebody in the hospital no you're not without not, a mask not without the mask I, i've been i've been vaccinated i'm i'm all set you are not going anywhere without the mask on face <laughs> so I, I i grabbed the mask right yeah and this shows you what a what a, a solid citizen i am I put the mask on my face. I walked to the elevator, yeah. and as soon as the doors closed, I took the mask off. Oh, man, you're a rebel. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. They could have kicked me out if they wanted to. Well, yeah, because the surveillance camera in the elevator would show that you took the mask off. Yeah, right. And yet, I was never bounced out. Oh, you're lucky. You're, <laughs> you're lucky this time. Yeah. Next I, time, they're going to get you. Well, I didn't spread any diseases. I didn't catch any diseases. Everything was right as rain. See, things go well for you all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a, got a real horseshoe inside me. A, uh... You mean the horseshoe that's being blocked over at Wolf Swamp? You don't want to do that. You want to be? You have to do a three-point turn to get out of your horseshoe. Horseshoe, <laughs> different kind of horseshoe. All right. A uh, couple suspected of stealing several cars were arrested last week after one victim tracked down the alleged thief in Springfield hours after his vehicle had been stolen. Westfield Police Detective Andrew Sikovsky reports in a court document that at 10:07 p.m. on September 13th. Well, that's oddly specific. Sure is. The victim reported that his 2022 Toyota Highlander had been stolen while parked at a Franklin Street convenience store. He told police that the SUV had been unlocked and with the keys inside and was running. 
The victim also said that his wallet containing $200 in his phone had been inside the vehicle. You might not want to leave the car running outside of the convenience store. Now, the only convenience store I can think of was the place that got busted yet or the other day <laughs> that had all the mushrooms and the uh, yeah. and the, uh, the the vape drugs and all that stuff over there. So maybe that place is up to no good. I don't leave my car running, though, when I'm at a convenience store. I, I, uh, I turn it off. The uh, victim chased the fleeing thief on foot, and his brother followed the Toyota in his vehicle and told police that it had entered the Massachusetts Turnpike. Security video from the uh, nearby store showed the alleged thief into the parking lot moments before footage shows the victim's vehicle exiting the parking lot with the victim running after the vehicle. The person in the video was promptly identified as Demetric J. Waddy of uh, Beaumont Terrace by several independent Westfield police officers who are familiar with him through recent and past interactions. He's known to us. They've met. He's a regular. (laughs) Uh, he found that the uh, victim had been able to contact his vehicle's manufacturer, which reported that the vehicle pinged up somewhere in Springfield. The victim and his brother went to Springfield, and about an hour later found Waddy driving his Toyota there less than four hours after it had been stolen. A brief physical struggle ensued, but Waddy, Waddy was able to flee on foot, leaving his shirt and cell phone behind. The victim's brother was able to take a photo of Waddy. The vic- that You know what? That's... That's dangerous. You shouldn't be doing that. Which part? As much as you uh, are upset that your car has gotten stolen, yeah. tracking down the person that did that might not end well for you. Well, you know, that's uh, that's very true. Um, and that's why I would like to uh, give that information to police officers who are more equipped to handle that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Unless, of course... There are warrants out from my arrest or, uh, yeah. you know, we've been familiar with cops and it hasn't all been good. Well, the victim drove his SUV back to the Westfield Police Station, but reports his wallet and cell phone were not recovered with the vehicle. Sikoski reported that Waddy is also a suspect in several other recent car thefts. Two days earlier, also on Franklin Street, a 2010 Mazda parked at a Franklin Street laundromat was also stolen. In this case, the owner reported that he had parked the car just prior with it locked the key inside and the headlights on. It appeared to be running. Uh, So he wasn't there to do laundry? No, apparently not. I don't know how quick you can do that. Because I would never do a load while the car is idling. Not lock the key inside and the headlights on it appeared to be... Oh, so the the car was not running, but the headlights were still on. But the key was right there. I mean, you're you're practically asking someone to take their car for you. Yeah, let's see. You get out of the car, you got your fob in the middle, but Mm -hmm. you got a laundry basket full of stuff. Now you want to go put that stuff in there. You know what? I'll wait two seconds. The lights haven't turned off yet. I'll be right back. Yeah, but don't you take your key, put it in your pocket, maybe? You would think you would. I would. Yeah. I would take my cell phone and my key, put them in my pocket, Listen. and then grab my basket full of uh, laundry, do a load or two, and then go back to the car, which is not idling. Well, uh... Otherwise, you're going to have to drag your, uh, your, your clean, folded laundry uh, by hand and walk home. I think uh, Detective Bigda from the Springfield Police kind of set the trend for this whole thing. Let's leave the keys in the car and see what happens. And then we'll have an uncomfortable conversation when we're done. Yeah, and look, everything's okay. You don't even get in trouble for it. (laughs) Uh, The video shows the uh, couple across the street where Demetri gets into the driver's seat of the vehicle. Danielle runs towards Madison Street. It's this couple. Uh, And you know what? That builds strong relationships. Yes, it does. You know? Yeah. Hey, honey, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. You want to go catch a movie? How about we go steal a car? Okay. 
You know, I know a lot of uh, people that have been married 30, 40, 50 years yeah. who have been uh, doing nothing but but Grand Theft Auto for uh, for generations, and they are the happiest couples I've ever met. They are. Yes. The couples that steal together stay together. I agree. Yeah. Now, the couples that have to uh, testify against each other uh, to cut deals with a DA, those relationships probably uh, don't have the same strength, the same foundational uh, you know, glue that some of the other uh, some of the other relationships might have. What did you like about him? Well, when uh, his uh, Bumble profile says he really likes LoJack systems, <laughs> I knew that he was the one for me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even have to swipe any other way. I direct messaged him right away. Says here yeah. he collects catalytic converters. Oh, I love catalytic converters. They can go great with my uh, my <laughs> Disney stuff I have on the mantle at home. Oh, you, great next to my Hummels. Yeah, you got a little Pluto and a little Mini over there. Oh, and what's that platinum thing? Oh, that's a piece of the catalytic converter that my boyfriend stole from yeah. me off, off a car in Westfield. <laughs> Let me show you the Sawzall he used to get it. Oh, a, a Milwaukee. <laughs> he walked right out of the garden center at Home Depot with it. Didn't that even did, stop and pay for no. it. <laughs> Just walked out. Your uh, Pioneer Rally forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Are you out? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 654 and the Almon Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a sunny, nice day, high of 72 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 73. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football weekly winner score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics. Check the stats or go with your gut and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, continuing coverage of the WWBE uh, this morning. Mass Live has a story uh, that says, The Big E 2023, are you allowed to smoke or purchase cannabis? Walking around the grounds of the Big E, one item likely not to be seen for sale by any vendor is cannabis. Mm. Every now and then, visitors may catch a whiff of cannabis, the likelihood is guests will see people vaping or smoking tobacco products like cigarettes. Given at least a few tobacconist vendors, it would make sense for there to be a cannabis dispensary on the fairgrounds, right? Despite its legal status and having been legal in Massachusetts in 2016, you cannot purchase cannabis at the Big E. According to state law, it is illegal to consume marijuana or any cannabis products in public places. And yet, people do all the time. Uh, Not at the Big E, but like everywhere. There's no cannabis products for sale at the Big E, a spokesperson said to the Mass Live on Friday. Eastern States Exposition's policy is unchanged. Cannabis in any form has never been permitted at the Big E or any events taking place at our facility. But you know what? There's that dispensary right next to Gate 9. Oh, you're right about it's that. Down yeah. there, but I, I think that's only a medical dispensary. I don't think that's a—you can't just walk in there like the general public. You have to have a card. but. Mm -hmm. Even with the medical patients, I'm guessing that place, I think it's called Affinity, is probably doing very well this time of year. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if you're going to the Big E, having a little cannabis in your system means that you could probably pack a few more snacks down the chow pipe while you're at the That's Big E. That's what I'm saying. 
which means more money for the Big E. Because as you know, they're strapped for cash. So wait, you want me to stop and get a bunch of edibles before we go in there and uh, we'll just go to town? No, I think I'm going to be okay. You sure? Yeah, no, I, I want to I be able to... You don't need an appetite stimulator? Uh, no, I don't I don't think I'm going to need any kind of stimulation. I'm going to let... I'm gonna let the food be the thing that stimulates me the most. Okay, All right. okay, I get you. That fair? I, I see you. I okay, got you. Good. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, no weed at the Big E. That's too bad. Well, legally, there's no <laughs> weed at the Big E. <laughs> it's six fifty-seven. A Rock one hundred two. A mix of sun and clouds today, but overall pretty nice. A high of seventy-two tonight. Clear. Low of forty-nine. And for tomorrow, also nice. Sunny and a high of seventy-four. It's about ooh, I don't know, fifty-seven degrees right now. In downtown Springfield. This is Scott Cohen. The Patriots will begin a week of preparation for. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm not usually one to spend a lot of time thinking about Major League Soccer unless it's something highly unusual or particularly stupid. Oh, sure. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but as an American, you'd really have to go far out of your way to grab my attention. And for whatever reason, that attention-grabbing moment just happened. Get a load of this. Yesterday, Major League Soccer confirmed that CF Montreal has terminated one of its players after he allegedly violated the terms of his $600,000 a year contract. What the hell happened? According to reports, 22-year-old Miami-born midfielder Mitko Miljevic is currently under investigation for allegedly using an assumed name to join an amateur indoor soccer league in Quebec. Miljevic, who's only played three games in the amateur league, was suspended and given a lifetime ban from that league following an incident in which he spit in the face of an opposing player while he stood on the sidelines. Miljevic is also accused of punching another opposing player in the face. And as a result, Miljevic was disqualified for league and has been given a lifetime ban, again, under an assumed identity. Meanwhile, playing for any team outside Major League League Soccer is a direct violation of standard MLS contracts. And so, he has been given the boot after three spectacularly underwhelming seasons in Montreal. Folks... I can understand how confusing this might seem, so let me see if I can simplify it for you the best I can. Imagine I'm George Jetson, and I'm working for Spacely Sprockets, and then one day I decide to change my name and falsify paperwork so I can moonlight for Spacely's chief industrial rival, Cogswell Cogs, albeit for less pay and fewer benefits. This would not only be a violation of my employment terms with Spacely Sprockets, but would also be a violation of Cogswell Cogs, too. So, what's the point of doing both? Well, that's the thing the investigation is supposed to figure out. Because from an employee perspective, it doesn't make any sense to obliterate your soccer career by smashing through the basic foundations of your contractual obligation. I wouldn't do something like that, nor would most people. Even if you think soccer sucks, this was an act of a very dumb young man who was now out of, now out of work. Twice. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Going to the Big E? Us too. First, go to Rocky's, though, the official hardware store of the Big E, and buy your Big E tickets. And then when you get to the Big E, ride the giant slide. The Rocky's Ace Hardware giant slide. Good fun. Uh, good fun, people. Rock Salad uh, slide and Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Big E. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 712 and 38 special with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 73. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, I've, uh, I've made no secret that uh, one of the things that I love to do uh, in my spare time mm-hmm. is watch uh, videos of eating competitions. Yeah. I could watch those things all the time, whether it's uh, Kobayashi or Joey Chestnut or Randy Santel or uh, any of the other uh, big names in competitive eating. Well, one name that uh, we had the opportunity to uh, to uh, to scratch. I'm so excited to talk to uh, to Molly Schuyler. I don't know if you've seen any of her videos, Steve, but she is like the eighth <laughs> wonder of the world. She's a gal that can pack down some meat. She can pack down some meat. Cake, pies. Whatever you got. Just throw a shovel of food in her face and she will go downtown. And let me tell you something. You would think that uh, someone who eats that much, takes in that many calories all at once, would have the same weight condition that, say, you or I have faced our entire adult lives. Nah. This lady is as thin as a rail. Yeah. She's got the metabolism of a thousand men. Nothing goes to her thighs. Nothing at all. And uh, she just... Uh, broke a, a record, 34 cheeseburgers in 10 minutes. Yesterday was National Cheeseburger Day, so we had a chance to talk to her after the show yesterday. All right. Well, let's talk to her now. It's uh, Molly Schuyler on Rock 102. Yeah, how are you doing? Very good. So, uh, S- Steve, uh, Nagel and I are, are watching your you've been watching your videos on your YouTube channel all day, Mom versus Food, Eat Like a Girl. I, I got to tell you, I've, I've been watching the Randy Santel videos. I think that guy's a hack compared to you. Not even it's not even a fair fight. Uh, we're all on different levels here in this game, so right. yeah, I, I would say so. Mo- Molly, I, I'm I'm looking at pictures of you. You look like a pretty fit person. How does one shove 16 pounds of food in 29 minutes into a a a, a frame like yours? Well, since I've done about 24 pounds. Fifteen really isn't all that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's it's we're, our anatomies are all weird. We all train different. It's kind of like how does someone become a football player? It's like yeah. trained to do this. Some of, some of us are more inclined to be able to do a little bit more. What? And whatever, but you. Well, I'm, do you have any, do you have any tips? Because Bax and I are going to go to the, uh, the the Eastern States Exposition tomorrow for all the fair foods. Is it better to like make yourself starve the entire day before, or should you just eat normally like you you, you normally would? I mean, I don't really change up anything I do really on a regular basis. So I I don't know. It's like if you starve yourself, you might get sick off your first two things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah see, that's that's what I'm thinking. You got You got to kind of ease into it. You can't. You can't just you know d- deny yourself. You got to have your body at least you know operating and 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 in the mode of uh, of going at this. But my but my question to you, yeah. Mo- my question to you is Molly. At what point in your life do you say, I not only have this ability, but I think I can go ahead and crush every possible record in the world. I, you know, it didn't start that way. Um... I had four young children together. They're all in diapers, and, you know, you aren't always afforded the right to work the jobs you want to do, and sometimes working in food service really stinks. People don't tip those people, and it sucks. It's a, it's a horrible job. Mm. And I was working at a restaurant making two thirteen an hour in Nebraska, and I was just like, and I did this food challenge with a burger. My, a cheeseburger was my very first food challenge. It was a five-pound burger. 
it was a stacked one. And I went in there, and I felt so stupid doing it. And I was like, I made so much attention that that became a job. And I made more money doing that than I did working for <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm amazed by this because, you know, like Steve and I are kind of uh, heavier set dudes. I don't think either one of us could, could legitimately do this. It always seems like it's the... It's it's the uh, the people who are a little bit more thin that have the the body type to to pull this off. I mean, there are some bigger people that can their frame can just hold this immense amount. But I mean, if you have like a belly that's like you know, I hate to say huge, but it's like it's going to push down on what you can expand against. So, I mean, it's if yeah, it, it's if the weight pushes it down, it just makes it harder to move out. I guess if that makes any sense. Now, now, going to this, uh, you devoured the 34 burgers in 10 minutes. You got two grand for that. Do you feel sick after doing something like that? Or you're like, oh, I'm ready for another burger after this. Hey, we just went inside for some milkshakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to wash it down with something, right? Well, they got the Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I would probably be able to do thirty-four burgers in ten minutes, but with the two thousand dollar prize, that would be the copay for the surgery <laughs> I would need to have that removed. I don't know if it would cover your funeral cost. Yeah, yeah, maybe. probably not. I mean, what, what, what are those next? Okay, so let's say you're finished like the twelve-pound meal, and then uh, what are those next few hours like? I, I would say usually most of us are just kind of tired. I mean, you don't. I mean, I, I don't want to run a marathon or nothing like that. I mean, it depends on what we're doing and where we're at and what's going on. I mean, I just, <laughs> you might, you might, I, I would say tired, maybe a little sluggish. And I'm like, I don't really want to do a whole heck of a lot. I, I don't think you, you could do a whole heck of a lot. Well, I was going to say, I, you know, one pancake on a Sunday morning knocks me out for the entire <laughs> week. I don't even know how you do this on a, when yeah. one day. You're um. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody does this on like. I mean, I wouldn't do food challenges or contests on a daily basis. I even I don't want. I don't want to do that. That's not a feasible thing. You've got so. you've got a couple hundred uh, videos on your YouTube channel, uh, like six hundred and twenty of them. So it it. I don't know how often or how frequently you're doing these, but obviously it's taken some time to amass that many that many videos. One of the things I, I, I'm kind of interested in, like, so when you're training for this, what's harder to get ready for? Uh, a, a contest of speed or a contest of volume? Um, volume, definitely, because speed, it's like the capacity that you have generally won't fluctuate a whole heck of a lot. So, I mean, I can always eat about the same. Speed is just like, oh, well, you're going in, whoever can finish something first, you're like, oh, you're done. So it really doesn't matter. And actually, the speed ones are funner because, and more dangerous because anyone can eat fast if they train themselves. Really, I guess. Um, but who, who can who can get it down the quickest? And you can, but you can use an immense amount of water, which actually really helps too. Right. Uh, so I think the capacity with the bigger ones, like, oh, you want to eat twenty-seven pounds of food? I'm just like, ah, like, like no thanks. What what <laughs> woman could say no to that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I could. <laughs> your your grocery bill must be enormous. <laughs> you know, you would actually be shocked. My grocery bill is piddly. Wow. Oh, it's, I don't eat. I don't eat at my house. I 
like breakfast, I drink coffee, I don't eat lunch, I, 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 I don't eat a lot at my house. Now, now you you mentioned the water, and I, and I've seen the you know the Nathan's hot dog competition where they dip the buns in the water and, and then they can easily get it down. Is that the same? Th- are you allowed to do that with the burgers? Um. So that contest, if you're talking about the Z Burger contest in DC, um, I actually talked to the uh, the owner of that restaurant many many years ago. And I said, if you let people dunk these burgers, I won't compete. Ah, oh, okay. Well, good, good. All right. Well, so, has there has there has there has there been a challenge that you have been unable to complete? Like you say, I just I just can't do it. And what what was that? Actually, really, no, there hasn't, um, except for one. But it was a team challenge. But I pulled my weight on the half. So I mean, and it was a pizza, humongous freaking pizza. Um, <laughs> I. I, I have pretty much accomplished everything I've set out to do, but like I said, it, it, it has come down to the wire on a few of them. Now, but, uh, <laughs> now, now, when you're not in competition, you let's say you go out with some friends for dinner. Do your friends are like, "Come on, yeah, come on, you can do this." I know you can. You can probably put down six of those. Yeah, you know, I don't go out to dinner. I don't go out with friends. I, I am that person. I keep to my. I have four kids. I am so busy and. Like, on a regular basis, I don't, you know, like I said, I would love to go out. If, if my friends wanted to pay my bill to go out to eat every day, bring it on. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is this is, this is is your job. This isn't just something that you, you would just love to do. This is this is a business you've got going on here. Exactly. And I hate to say, going out to eat with, with, with my four children would cost me 120 bucks every single time I went out. So it's like, you, you just, it's, it's not really a reality in my yeah. world. Um like I said, I, I, I'm a not, uh, most of the people these days that go out to eat a lot, they pick up a lot of food to eat out and bring it home. I cook almost every meal at home. So I, I worked in restaurants for about 30 years. You, so you, I, I know how to do both sides. You must be really popular at career day at your kid's school. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, Billy's dad over here, he's a NASA engineer. Uh, what, what about Joey's mom? Well, yeah, well, Joey's mom can pack down 34 <laughs> cheeseburgers in 10 minutes. That's a lot. It's a lot more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Although I got to tell you, Molly, if I if I were eating an eleven pound burger, I see one hair on that uh, on that burger. I'm sorry, I'm out of the contest. That's it. That's gross to me. It, 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 I guess it would be, but it's really kind of mind over matter. And back in the day, you didn't say anything if you saw a fly land on your sandwich. I hate to say it that way. Money's money. If I stop, I don't win. That flies a goner. The uh, the name of the uh, of the of the YouTube page it's unbelievable. It's a uh, mom versus food. Eat like a girl. Molly Skyler. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck and uh, and uh, eat light on occasion. Yeah, you know, bring me up to Massachusetts or whatever, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll help you out. Oh, we'll do, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll get something going for you. All right, Molly. Great to talk to you. It's Max and Nagel, <laughs> Molly Skyler on Rock 102. That's four one three nine nine two. Fifty-four fifty. It's seven twenty-seven with Banks and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the uh, extended forecast here. Um, uh, you could be a word away from your chance to win a thousand bucks after eight o'clock, uh, eleven, two, and five today. Listen for the thousand-dollar keyword to cash, and then you enter that keyword into Rock One Hundred Two dot com before midnight for a chance to win a thousand bucks. Play every weekday to increase your chances. It's your chance to put a thousand bucks in your pocket with the keyword to cash. Brought to you by Text Me for Tires. Dot com and 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Uh, you see this thing about the uh, the black bear found at uh, Walt Disney World? No. Yesterday? Is this what part of the... Uh, one of the, uh, the, uh, the bear jamboree no, bears? No, it was not. It was not an escapee from the Country Bear Jamboree attraction, but a wild black bear managed to be the star of its own show Monday at Disney World. The presence of the black bear in a tree at the Magic Kingdom delayed the opening of three lands Monday morning, Frontierland, Liberty Square, and Adventureland. Yeah, you know what? That Hall of Presidents sucks anyway. You don't want to see that. <laughs> you're, better, you're better off not even going to that. Staffers with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission were at the park attempting to capture and relocate the bear. Disney World said in the statement the bear was eventually captured Monday afternoon. The bear was likely in search of food as it looks to pack on fat reserves for the winter, the Wildlife Commission said in the statement. It's Florida. That's There's the no reason, winter. That's the, why, the reason why the bear went down there to begin with. That he is, wanted to escape the Northeast. Yeah, he's a he was a snowbird for a while. He's a snow bear. Now he's now he's down there full time. Now let me ask you this because yeah. I don't know how it is down there. I haven't been in uh, you know that part of uh, I haven't been to Disney in I don't know how long. Yeah, did the bear sign up for the uh, the Disney World Fast Pass Plus? No, because he ran out of money. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. You could, he could only afford the hundred and thirty nine dollars for the day pass. What you telling me? What? Oh, I can't get on the. I'm a bear. Yeah, I, I can't get on the ride first. See, if I'm standing in line, I don't care how long the line may be. Say mm-hmm. I'm like waiting to go on Space Mountain, for example. Yeah, and a bear walks by, I'm gonna let him cut. Yeah, no kidding. You don't you, need you know, a fast pass. Yeah, you know why I'm gonna let him cut? Because he's a freaking bear. That's yeah. why. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna argue with the bear. Hey, listen, Yogi. Yeah. Back of the line. Yeah. And the bear. What'd you say? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying. No line jumping. Bitch, better have my honey is what I'm saying. <laughs> get me on that get me on that space mountain. <laughs> we have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, technicians get up to, to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two people were sent to the hospital following a crash last night on I-90 westbound in Ludlow. It happened around 7 p.m. According to the Mass State Police, they said the car ended up in a ditch on the side of the highway. Both occupants suffered minor injuries, and the cause of the crash is under investigation at this time. That's like something your mom says before you leave the house. Don't be driving like that. You're going to wind up in a ditch on the side of the highway. <laughs> You find yourself in a ditch. Don't come calling me. That's a big I told you so when you come back home. Oh, yeah. That's the last thing anyone wants to hear. What did I tell you? You know, whenever whenever I've been uh, injured in something that I was stupid, I know I shouldn't have done it, and someone does that, that whole I told you thing, I don't find that very uh, helpful helpful in the healing process. No, it really doesn't. The last thing I want to hear is about how you told me so. Uh, police seek are seeking the public's help in identifying a suspect following multiple incidents at Enfield Square. According to Enfield Police, they received several reports of a male exposing himself to females and coaxing them into performing sexual acts at the Enfield Square Mall. Officers who arrived on scene confirmed the male had uh, already left the area. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Enfield Police. Uh, Officer Willie at uh, 445. Officer what? Willie? What? They don't have a. What is with the not getting the first names? Maybe it's a, maybe that is his first name. W Y L L I E Wiley Wiley Officer Wiley. Yeah, that's different than Officer Willie, especially when you're talking about 
someone who's being arrested for lewd and lascivious behavior in a shopping mall. Officer Wiley, does he have uh Oh, he gets all that police gear from the Acme company, doesn't he? Yes, Wiley Coyote. Yes. You're absolutely right. And then this guy uh, is Caught exposed. up to him by, by laying uh, uh, rockets on his roller skates. Yeah, right. And then this guy is exposing himself going, meet, meet, and then running out of the infield square mall. Who? This is like one of those, uh, if a tree falls in the woods, <laughs> if somebody exposes themselves at the infield square mall, is there anybody around to see it? I don't even know. I mean, if you're talking like 1997, yeah, there could have been people- yeah. Walking around the mall, wow. but in 2023, you're lucky to, uh, you could, I mean, going to the infield square to expose yourself is an, a, an expression to me of just wanting to be alone. Yes. Uh, You'll never alone. be more alone than you would be at the infield square. Yeah, this guy probably thought he was doing a good thing. He's like, oh, well, you know what? I really need, I really feel the need to relieve myself but I'm about 10 minutes from home, and uh, where could I go for some privacy? Well, I don't want to go to the ice cream bar because that LaFondle guy got busted down there doing it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to yeah. seem like a, like a, yeah. like I'm on his coattails. Uh, I think I'm going to go to the infield square mall. There's never anybody there. Sure, I could get away with it. Yeah. You, you know what it is, though. He was in Target. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's the problem. He should have been at one the other store. Yeah. Stop shooting bullseyes on the floor at Target there, buddy. <laughs> Listen, there's lots of empty storefronts you could have gone to. This is self-love. I'm I'm promoting self-love. That's all I'm doing is spreading peace everywhere I go. And among other things. Yeah. I saw a guy uh, do that at the Hampshire Mall once, many years ago, when the Hampshire Mall had a store or two, and uh, he was like by the, uh, the pay phones. Yeah. Remember pay phones? Anyway, uh, this guy was by the pay phones. On a call uh, with his jacket over his lap, and uh, there was no question about what he was doing on the phone. Really? He was manipulating himself in such a way that uh, I could not help but notice that uh, that guy is making phone calls. Oh, yeah? Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Maybe maybe he liked that uh, Billy Joel song, that Just a Fantasy. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. He, needs, he doesn't want to be lonely anymore. You know, there's a time and a place uh, to do that kind of activity. Mm-hmm. Shopping malls are really not the place. You know, at home, that's really the place. Well, it seems to be uh, like a common theme going on down there in Enfield. Yes. That's two incidents so far in the last three months. Anytime I've been to Enfield, I never had that notion. Yeah, even, no th- even like driving past bookends, I never thought, well, well, here's a good place to do it. This town is filled with nothing but a bunch of J.O.'s. Uh, the floods this week in Massachusetts have put a few dams at risk have raised concern. The structures may increasingly be at risk as the region is hit by stronger and wetter storms. There are thousands of dams across New England, and many were built decades, if not centuries ago, often to help power textile mills, store water or supply irrigation to farms. The concern is that they have outlived their usefulness and climate change could bring more storms uh, they were uh, never built to withstand. Uh, When they were built, the climate was different. The design storms were different, said Robert Kearns, a climate resilience specialist with the Charles River Watershed Association. Ooh, a climate resilience specialist. I like that. That's a good title. That guy wouldn't know the watershed from Shinola. 
come on now. He knows he knows his watershed from a shine Elvis. I don't know. He does. Lemonster uh, Kearns noted uh, got almost 11 inches of rain over several hours last Monday. At least two of the city's 24 dams nearly failed uh, last week, prompting the city to recommend residents to evacuate before the threat subsided. The infrastructure, the culverts, the dams, they were not built for the volume of water and we're seeing that we're seeing and we're going to continue to see that in the future. A federal database lists uh, nearly 400 dams in New England with 176 categorized as high hazard structures that are either poor or unsatisfactory condition. If these dams fail, they would pose a risk to people living downstream as well as roads, neighborhoods, and key infrastructure such as water treatment. The uh, the more video I see coming out of Lemonster, what a freaking nightmare. You know, what, you know what I don't understand? And maybe it's just because I'm just plain ignorant, and I'm willing to believe that's a good possibility. But FEMA and the fact that uh, Lemonster hasn't been declared a federal disaster area until a week after the flood happened. What takes so long to mobilize that to happen? I mean, it's it's. I would think that after a day, well, you could pretty much make the argument. Hey, you know what? This is a, a this is a a federal disaster area. But or you know that maybe FEMA should go in and start to you know helping out. Facts. It's the government. They probably have this long list of uh, criteria that considers something to be an emergency management thing or whatever. I understand where you're coming from on that, mm-hmm. but. It's the government. They don't do things quickly as they I, usually I, do. I understand. But in the case of an emergency, an emergency to me suggests that uh, this has got to get taken care of like right away. You know, it's like if you if you call the suicide hotline, you wouldn't want to be told, hey, why don't you call us back in a week? Well, I mean, you want it, you want this. You want your, the, your, your issues dealt with immediately. But it's not like FEMA and MEMA weren't out there helping people already i it's, know but the, the but the funding to get them out there to stay to really fix the problem <laughs> takes a week i don't i, I don't I understand get, that i get what you're saying but you got to remember it's the government there's protocols they have their criteria it's like where's this money coming from we need to declare this money it's it's a bunch of red tape that they have to go through to do it because that's the rules they set up when they set this when they set those rules in place you know what a rip well, it is a rip. Uh, part of the challenge is dam safety has been ignored by policymakers, requiring many states to run their dam to run their dam safety programs on shoestring budgets and repairs can take years. When are we going to fix this damn budget? Good, good question. Where's the damn bait? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're, they're having a big trouble out there. Now, uh, interestingly enough, the governor uh, was in New York yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, governor Maura Hilly has signed an executive order banning the purchase of single-use plastic bottles by state agencies. Maybe that's what they were waiting for. Just for her to get out of town? Now, listen, we're not going to provide any more bottled water until we do this whole single-use, uh, eliminate this single-use bottle thing. You know, the, the reason why we haven't done anything in Lemster is there's too many litter bugs in that yeah. town who just drink their free bottled water and throw the bottles into the street, the uh, flooded streets, which no one has dealt with in more than a week. Uh, Healy took to social media and said, plastics are one of the biggest threats are to our oceans. Oh, yeah. In government... We can chart a better path forward, and Massachusetts is proud to uh, lead the way. Mm. Um, I believe the bigger threat is the dam that's about to break in Lemonster. But you pick and choose which ones are more of the priority yeah, for you. I, I'm sure the, we got a real big bottle issue on the on the beaches of Massachusetts, but uh, you know we got 
businesses and yeah. maternity wards and uh, elderly housing and uh, you know people's homes and and uh, I don't know and great disrepair because of a major flood. But go ahead, you deal with that. Uh, you deal with that bottle issue all the way in New York. Massachusetts can't do this alone. Our natural world recognizes no political divisions, and neither should our work to protect it. Mm. Working together, we can protect our oceans, our people, and our future. What about the uh, what about that culvert that's ready to? Uh... <laughs> Where's the kid to sticking his finger in the dike up in Lemonster that's hey. going to hold the water back? What you do in your personal time is your business. The order will go into effect. <laughs> Uh, immediately, the governor also directed the state to set biodiversity conservation goals for 2030, 2040, and 2050. Well, congratulations. And yeah. Well, I'm you sure know that guy with the sinkhole in his front yard out in Lemonster is really appreciating the fact that you're saving the environment. You know what? The uh, the single-use bottle thing? Yeah. That could have waited a week. That That's, could, that could that, have that, definitely that, waited a week. You could have even waited like three or four weeks for that one. Yeah, you know, if you're living in Lemonster and you know, like half your property's been washed away because of a flood... Uh, you can't really wait until next week for someone to help you with that. Governor Haley, uh, we got a couple of things on the agenda. Uh, one of them is declaring uh, the Lemonster uh, area of uh, natural disaster area or single-use plastic bottles gone from existence. What do you think? Tough. Ah, we're going. It's it's not really a tough call. We're going with the plastic <laughs> bottles. See, because we can do something about that. Yeah. Who there's cares? Nothing, if, there's nothing we can do for Lemonster. Who cares if that guy steps out into his front yard and falls down a sinkhole that just got created in his front yard? Did you see that one where the yeah, whole I front know. yard was gone? And then not only that, the, the the land from under the tracks for the commuter rail. Yeah. Gone. gone. It's just gone. gone. It's just rails sitting over the thing. It's like how st- the ground really isn't sturdy. It no. just goes to show you how, how quickly that can change. Yeah, but uh, give us a week. And maybe we can help you. Yeah. Can't can't declare this a, a federal disaster area just yet. That's going to take a lot of time and paperwork. I'm sorry. I can't visit the area. I'm going to Poland Spring. Oh, I'm sorry. You you can't leave your property because all the, the land around it has been washed away? Okay. Well, we'll try to get out there by, ooh, I don't know, say uh, the 24th. Will that be okay? Where are the priorities of these idiots? Seriously, Seriously. I, uh, you know. I do not know. All I know is if it were me, if this yeah. were my property and I was living in Lemonster, uh, I would be out of my mind with anger that nothing is really happening to help us. Yeah. You think uh, Charlie Baker would have done something like that? Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker would have been, been out there throwing water bottles to people and saying, here, well, how can I? what can I do to help? Yes. Charlie, Charlie Baker would have had people pile up in his truck, say, hey, you can stay at my house for the week. Uh... Uh, you know, this is a good point. If Healy bans all state agencies from buying single-use plastic bottles, the emergency management agent can't buy cases of water to d- distribute. So what are they going to do? You're going to have refillable water bottles from a truck? Here, you know what? We're going to have a tanker truck sitting outside. Uh, by the way, you can't get to this. You're going to need a firefighter's ladder to cross the bridge. Everybody in the state of Massachusetts is going to get a free $50 yeah. Yeti bottle. Oh, oh, yeah. Use it over and over again. Yeah, but what if you leave the Yeti bottle behind? What if you were on one side of a sinkhole in Lemonster, you got that firefighter ladder to get you over to the other side, but then you realize after the firefighter ladder's gone, you're looking over there and you're like, is that my Yeti on the railroad tracks? Well, you do what the uh, the Registry of Motor Vehicles does when you're like, your transponder dies. 
What do you do when a transponder dies? You, you go. You, you drive all the way up to uh, to the local DMV or yeah. to go to, a, go to Charlton on the Pike. Yeah, go to, to that Easy Pass Center, and uh, you'll be all set. Yeah, do whatever you can to inconvenience yourself, and then uh, and that'll be that. No more single-use plastic bottles. You're all going to be okay now. Don't worry. I know you none of you had flood insurance, but we'll get there. Yeah, sure. You your know car, what? Your car may have got destroyed in the flood, but I'm sure it'll be no problem you getting all the way out to Charlton. I bet you that was the reason why they waited to declare it a state of emergency. They figured, do we have enough money to protect all these people that don't have flood insurance in an area that wasn't supposed to flood? Uh, no. Oh, man. Sure they don't. We're going to need a week. Get me on that plastic bottle tour. <sighs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny <laughs> with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Attention, landscapers. And- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 755 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I have a letter. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Letters. Oh, we get letters. Let's oh boy! Mailman! Mail today! Alright, this is a quick one-liner. You ready? Uh, okay. Because we were just talking about how the governor uh, has banned uh, the cardboard water and all this other stuff. Oh, actually, there's another response uh, coming in. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, bozos! They make cardboard water bottles! Right? Yes. So I uh, I did the liberty of uh, checking out these cardboard water bottles. Right. It's not truly cardboard. No? It's still made with plastic. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I had no idea. It ma- it's made with about 25% plastic. Supposedly, uh, companies like Boxed Water is Better make their cardboard by sourcing trees from sustainable forests as trees are remo- renewable while plastics are not. These companies also claim it's easier to transport more cartons in large quantities, lowering transportation emissions. Meanwhile, companies like Just Water, which is Jaden Smith's company, by the way, use a cardboard box and plastic cap with plastic made from the inside of the thing. But they say that all of these bottles still have plastic lined on the inside in order to protect the water from going through the cardboard paper. Yeah, otherwise you just have a leaky cardboard bottle. Yeah, so... uh, I, what are you solving with that? You're still using plastic. But you're using less plastic. And frankly, the smaller pieces of plastic are more likely to choke a sea turtle than the bottle. Hmm, you bring up a very good point. Yeah. Well, I guess that guy who thinks we're bozos probably feels pretty stupid well, right then, now. Well, then he sent me a link. Uh, let me see what he's got. Paperwaterbottle.com. That's a website. Did you know that? I didn't realize you could... Uh, I suppose anyone can get a yeah. website for anything. And what is on the top of that... But a plastic cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Which can choke an animal. Oh, hey, hey, thanks for go. the input this morning. It's 7.58 on Rock 102. Prices are high. Right. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor power headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. 
Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it must be nice to work for an employer who believes that you're grossly underpaid for the work that you do. And that the only way to rectify that is to shower you with gobs of extra cash in your weekly paycheck. I've never worked under those kinds of conditions, nor do I believe my employer sees me as being an essential employee. However, it's nice to dream about bumping haphazardly through life that way, and it doesn't normally happen to real people who are living in the real world. But you happen to be two-time Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, then I suppose things probably operate a little bit differently for you. Remember three years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs made Patrick Mahomes the highest-paid player in NFL history with a 10-year contract worth $450 million? Sure you do. Well, since then, there have been a few contractual signings around the NFL that have given players more money per season. None of them come close to matching Mahomes' contract and total value, but since then, a bunch of fat deals have gone to players like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Jalen Hurts from the Eagles, and Justin Herbert from the Chargers. Yesterday, it was announced that the Chiefs have restructured the deal with Patrick Mahomes, in which they will give him a fully guaranteed increase for the next four seasons, where he will get paid $210.6 million. And since his current contract is good until 2031, they have agreed to revisit his contract after the 2026 season to do it all over again. In other words, for the next four years, Patrick Mahomes will make $52.6 million a season, putting him more in line with what those other guys are making per year. Of course, the Chiefs didn't have to do that. They could have held him to that $450 million contract that he signed in 2020, but then he would be underpaid. Now, close your eyes and try to imagine living in a fantasy world in which your boss tells you, hey, you know what? I don't think we're paying you quite enough. Why do you make yourself comfortable while I finish writing you a check? If that sort of thing happens to you in, the, in your world, then God bless you. But if it happened to me, you better grab us some, some whole bunch of smelling salts in a bucket because I'm likely to pass out if it ever happens. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Catherine's been to painting school, and I don't mean the Royal College of Art in London. Catherine is at the Palmer Rockies, a well-trained paint professional. Get Benjamin Moore paint, cabin stains, and rock-solid service from paint professionals just like Catherine at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, before we get into uh, this next item, I should tell you that the keyword to cash for today is the word treasure. That's treasure, as in T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E. Treasure. Treasure. Go to the uh, keyword to cast contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word treasure for your chance to win $1,000. You got until midnight to do it. Uh, your $1,000 keyword is treasure. T R E A S U R E. Good luck from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. How okay. about another round of Am I the A Hole? Yes, you are. Well, that goes without saying. I'm talking about these people that are writing into this uh, forum on Reddit. Okay. Uh, here we go. Am I the a-hole for making a dad joke? Uh, as of note, my stepdaughter Madeline was about a year old when I married her mother, Jessica. Madeline's father died before she was born. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. Madeline is currently 15, and she's rebelling for almost everything. She did something bad, so while picking her up, I set a punishment up for her. Then she said, you're not my dad. I don't have to follow you. And I, honestly, I got a, a little butt, uh, butt hurt from that. Right? Sure. 
Uh, but I understand that she didn't mean it and that she'd probably change. I just replied, I'm still your legal guardian for the next three years. As long as you're in my house, you got to follow my rules. Take that. That happened about two days ago. So our family was going grocery shopping when Madeline said, I'm hungry. I need food. I decided to be extremely cheeky and say, hi, hungry. I'm not your dad. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and my son just lost it. My daughter was quiet <laughs> with embarrassment, and my wife was berating me not to stoop down to her level. I honestly thought it was a pretty funny dad joke, and my son agrees. So am I the a-hole? You know, there's something about, oh, God, I don't know. And you'll, and you'll, uh, you will find yeah. this soon. There's something about teenage girls yeah. that just seems, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't want to say they're evil, but i but you can see where they are sometimes influenced by evil Yeah, as they, I'm not saying every uh, teenage girl, but a boy, yeah, sure, are a whole lot of them. And I'm going to say that the teenage girl is the a-hole. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't think so? No. Yeah. Okay. I think everybody is the a hole. Everybody? The kid and the dad. I think the brother's the, the only one who's got his uh his head screwed on right. Oh, the brother listen, the brother's uh is just an observe observing party in this this whole thing. He's not involved in the actual argument. You know? Uh he did uh, he did uh, it's a edit. I did adopt her, so I am legally her parent. So technically, he is her dad. Yeah, but she's uh, but she's copped a man sized attitude against them, and uh, this is what happens. Uh, here's a mini update. I'll probably give a full update later, but here's what happened so far. I got to my daughter's room after dinner, began talking with her. Hey, I'm really sorry that I hurt you by the words I said, and I'm really your dad. I changed your diapers. I met your boyfriend, and I plan on helping you through college. And plus, I'm legally your dad, so we're stuck together. But seriously, I'm going to love you like my daughter, even if you don't think I'm your dad. Then I hugged her. She started to cry. I assume that's good. I don't think you did that at all. I think he's making that up. I think he got chastised enough in the comments of this yeah. thing that he's like, oh, maybe I should uh, maybe I should do something different here. Yeah, but what does that say about the guy that has to go back on Reddit so that the people on Reddit don't uh, criticize him. What does that say about that guy? Well, you know, the other thing is... You, when, you post something on Reddit, usually you walk away from it and leave it alone. Right, but, you know, most people are anonymous on Reddit anyway. Right. But when you give details of a story like that, and it becomes a national story, somebody might say, hey, didn't your stepdad do this to you the other day? Yeah. And then, uh, and, you know, and then the kid finds out, and then there's this whole big <laughs> debacle going on. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Uh, you ready to move on to another one? Yes, number two. Uh, number two. While the uh, st with the start of the, am I the? I'm sorry. Am I the a hole for not buying my girlfriend a new jacket after throwing her old one away? Okay. With the start of this month, my girlfriend and I moved back to my childhood home for a few months, and since nobody lived in my old room for quite a while, it was very cluttered. So a few weeks before we moved in, I went to my old room with my dad to get rid of the old stuff I didn't need anymore, like clothes and other junk I found in there. In the meantime, my family put some of my sister's clothes uh, in the closets as well as other stuff I wasn't in, uh, entirely sure whose they were. So while I'm in there cleaning and throwing stuff away, I see a woman's shirt and a jacket in one of the closets. I take a picture, send it to my girlfriend, and ask her if they are hers. She responds, no, they're your exes. And I say, very funny but wrong. At this point, I put my phone back in my pocket, throw the clothes away, and continue cleaning out the room. Next time I look at the phone, I see that my girlfriend shortly after the last message wrote, those are mine, yes. 
Now, at this point, the trash bag with her clothes alongside at least five other trash bags are in the public bin, so I didn't feel like going through and picking through the trash trying to find them and left them there. Uh My girlfriend has been unhappy about this uh, since it happened, mentioning a few times that I should buy her a new one, but I really don't think that's fair since I feel like it's almost entirely her fault for being thrown out because of her joking with me and not in the best moment. Today, she sent me a picture of the same similar jacket from a store and asked if she can use my money to buy it. I responded that I am willing to pay for half of it, to which she responded, I already paid for it once before, so am I the a-hole for throwing away the jacket and not wanting to buy a new one? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, this guy's the jerk. You, you should have went and at least got the jacket back out of the trash he, bin. He should have done that, but on the <laughs> other on the other hand, she shouldn't have misled him. Even if it's a joke, how is he supposed to know it was a joke? You know, and somebody else pointed out, you're the a-hole for throwing away good clothes that you could have donated to people who needed them. Well, that's true, but even if he donated it, she'd still be upset that she, that her clothes have been donated. True, but at least that would have been a better outcome than just throwing it away in the garbage. True, but if you've also been accused of throwing something away accidentally and you still have access to the bags, yeah, you go in and you try to look for the coat. I guess so. You, yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. Well, that guy's the a-hole, right? All right. All right. Uh, here's another one. Number uh, three. Number three. Uh, am I the a-hole for keeping my first fiance's ashes? I, 32 female, am married to my husband, 30-year-old male, and we have three young children together. We've been married for three years, together for three years before that. He's a wonderful husband and father, provides everything we need, never tells me no. He's involved with the kids, yada, 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 helps out with the chores. I really couldn't ask for more, and I'm happy with him. Before we met, my ex-fiancé and I were together for six years, and he was my first love. We took a bit of a break when things got tough. We were young, and we didn't know how to navigate. I always thought we would get back together, work things out, be happily ever after, like the notebook or something. However, while we were in the break, he died of diabetic ketone acidosis. That's a pretty... uh... That's a mouthful. He uh, didn't take his insulin correctly, something I had always gotten on to him about and uh, helped him manage. I was devastated. Blame myself for not being there. It took me a few years to get over it. I'm still in touch with his family, and they treat me like the daughter-in-law they never had. So uh, never got uh, that never daughter-in-law they never got. So that made it all the worse, I guess, harder. Okay. When uh, they cremated him, they gave me some of his ashes. I've kept them as well as his favorite shirt. I have them in a little box with some pictures of us in a cedar chest. My husband found out, and he's uncomfortable with the fact that I've kept the ashes in the shirt. He thinks I should have moved on and that I'm not some kind of widow and it's uh, like he's like a second choice. He doesn't see why I'd keep the ashes and shirt if I wasn't unhappy with him and stuck on this guy. I don't see him as a second choice. I'm very happy with him. I just don't feel like it's right to throw someone's remains away. So am I the a-hole for holding on to this stuff for my ex-fiance? <sighs> no. No, I don't think you I don't are. I think you are. I think, I think this, is a, this is someone who is a part of your history, part of your your life story it, you know to just you know throw it away because somebody else is now a part of your life i don't think that's necessarily oh, a, a, a thing you have to do you're jealous of a dead person the person's not around anymore yeah you got nothing to really worry about and she's kept it in a box it's not like she's got it on full display uh, like a like a roadside memorial inside her house in the drawer in the driveway <laughs> with with balloons and plants and everything else yep Rip Diabito. Remember the Diabito on the on the Family Guy with the little fat kid? Oh no, Diabito! No more candy bars for you.
Sorry, Diabito. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. I, think the, I think the fiance is the jerk. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Or the husband or whatever it is. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. American Freight. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. See this guy, uh, the New Hampshire man who died after Sunday night's Patriots game? Yeah, he got, uh, he got punched and all of a sudden collapsed. Fell to the ground and never regained consciousness, according to a witness at Gillette Stadium. 53-year-old Dale Mooney of Newmarket, New Hampshire, died after the incident in the 300s tier of the stadium on the game on September 17th, according to the Norfolk District Attorney's Office. While the incident remains under investigation, a spectator uh, said he saw the physical altercation that happened between Mooney and a Dolphins fan. Always the damn Dolphins fans. Mm-hmm. There was bickering back and forth throughout the game uh, between one section of the crowd and another, and towards the end of the quarter, he noticed Mooney in a physical altercation with one of the spectators. You know what? You shouldn't get involved. How? Uh, this is the kind of thing that happens over a alcohol-fueled rivalry. True, but if he. Uh... But how much of the alcohol really involved here? I mean, uh, I, I didn't even see any pictures or photographs Listen, here, so I don't know what's okay. going on. I'm assuming alcohol is a factor. Probably a factor in starting the fight. Maybe yeah. not a factor in him dying, though. No, but but I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, things make other things happen. True. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't die probably from the alcohol. He died because he got... Probably punched in the face and got an artery uh, yeah. knocked out or something like a that. A punch in the face. Yeah. Trying to, you know, while fighting, arguing with a guy who was drunk. Yeah. But uh, good game, though. Good game. <sighs> it would have been better if they won, you know, but uh, you'd hate to die during a losing game. Well, uh, at least you got to go to the Patriots the last game you got. It's the last. He died doing something he loved, yeah, going you, to a Patriots game. What, what do you want to do before you die? I want to go to a Dolphins-Patriots game. Wish granted. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Getting home might be an issue. Tough break. Yeah. Day 29. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western map. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by uh, the uh, Big Y. Your family market. Sign up today and save with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Sign up for your, lo- sign up your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two men were arrested Sunday after police seized several firearms, including a rifle with a bayonet and a large amount of drugs. The Sinret Narcotics Team, along with the DEA and Homeland Security, have been investigating the trafficking of fentanyl and cocaine from the uh, Springfield to Vermont. The, uh, during the investigation, police arrested 36-year-old Micah Varela of Springfield and 36-year-old Roberto Santa of Springfield on Wilcox Street. Santa's involved in a bayonet fight? Yeah. Wouldn't is that, is, that sounds like he's on the naughty list for this year. Well, uh, you know, sometimes those reindeer, you know, the reindeer got a case of mad cow disease and you got to take care of them. And, yeah. Uh, when they start charging at you, you got to stab them right in the throat. Who the hell is using a bayonet these days? What are you, what are you trying to do, fight the Redcoats? Well, I mean, I guess uh, any weapon uh, is helpful if you're trying to keep people away from your fentanyl. I get that. I'm, I'm sure very uh, a lot of fentanyl users are very possessive of their of their stash. I just don't know if you pull out the bayonet. Seems to me to be a little too revolutionary type of uh, way of going about it. That's not a knife. This, this is, is a, a knife. knife. Two loaded, loaded firearms and a large amount of cocaine and methamphetamine were found in Varela's possession. 
Santa was also in possession of a loaded firearm and cocaine. Santa, I know you got a lot of places to visit on Christmas Eve. It's and you're, only- on, you're, on, you're on an all-night bender. Yeah, I get it. It's the only way it. you can stay up for 24 hours at a time. Oh, oh, what's the matter? Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go down that chimney. I'm going to go down that chimney and that chimney and that chimney and that chimney and that chimney. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yay! Merry he's, Christmas, everybody. He's so high, he thinks his sleigh is being guided by eight tiny reindeer. Yeah, only coming down the chimney once a year. Yay! Uh, one of the firearms seized was that rifle with the bayonet attached, and they've been charged with trafficking cocaine, trafficking methamphetamine, and uh, not being able to visit every house uh, in a 24-hour period. Yeah, that's the, the tough part. Yeah. I, oh, He's uh, never going to live that down. No. Oh, well, you had a track record going for how many years now? Delivering toys to every house? Well, again, you know, if you're naughty, you're going to get the uh, the lump of coal in your stocking. A uh, Greenfield woman was arrested over the weekend for carrying guns and knives around in a trash bag in Holyoke. What? What's so odd about it's, that? It's, 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 it's going to be 5,000 people in those two towns uh, doing the same exact thing. Detectives reportedly found 58-year-old Sherry Saluski on Essex Street near High Street in possession of two shotguns and two military K-bar knives wrapped in a black trash bag. Damn, this chick is on a mission. She didn't have a license to carry or an FID card, and the guns and knives were uh, not reported stolen at the time. But there's no other information about this. Is the uh, the charge against her a gun charge, or is it, uh, I don't know, or is this a recycling week? I don't know. And guns are not uh, are supposed to go in the blue bins instead. Well, isn't that where they go in the, uh, well, the tall one that says guns only? Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if your town does that, but sure. Oh, Huntington? Yeah, we got an ammo box. Which you can bring to your local pharmacy or gun shop. Uh, we have a we have a, at our uh, at our transfer station. We have a uh, take a bullet, leave a bullet program. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the bullets that wind up in the trash, the guy picks them out and puts them in the little box. It's very much like uh, you know getting that extra penny when you need one at the uh, at the convenience store. I'd like to see a, a, a leave a, a a nip bottle, take a nip bottle. That that's. That would clear up a lot of the litter. You know what I saw at, uh, well, first, there's two things I saw uh, within the last week. One has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I saw a guy in an Aaron Hernandez jersey at Starbucks. That's one thing. Number really? Number two, I went, into, uh, <laughs> I went to a Cumberland Farms, and they had that change, the leave a penny, take a penny thing. Yeah. And it was, like, loaded with quarters and nickels and dimes. And I'm like, what? Why hasn't anybody taken these? Like, it's supposed Qu- to be for pennies. Yeah, quarters and dimes. That's well, that's serious money. Because you know what I think it is? I think it's because some of those Cumberland Farms have those, like, the, the clerk doesn't hand you the change. Mm-hmm. It comes out of the side of the register, and then you got to grab it out of the dish. So oh, I yeah. bet you people leave it in the dish, walk away, and now you got a whole uh, dish full of uh, quarters, nickels, and dimes. I don't think people like walking around with loose change. I don't know, but let's go back to that guy with the Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a real. Yeah, it was right here at the Starbucks. That's uh, a hell of a flex. Right here in the uh, the center of town in East Longmeadow. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, he was an older guy, probably I don't know, like maybe in his late fifties or so, and he's just walking around waiting for his coffee to be uh, drummed up by the barista. Yeah, and he's uh, and I and I'm looking. Matter of fact, remember we had a meeting? It was that last week when we had the meeting on Zoom. Remember we were yes. on a Zoom meeting? Yes. And I'm sitting in the parking lot listening to this 
thing go on, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, does that say Hernandez on it? And I'm like, <laughs> it is an Aaron Hernandez jersey. And I'm like, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it when, when Aaron was uh, was playing for the Patriots. Yeah, he was a great player Yeah, before things went a little haywire. Right. You know, you go to Dick's, you spend almost 200 hours to get yourself a Aaron Hernandez jersey. Then all of a sudden he gets into trouble. Well, what are you going to do? It's a $200 shirt. Maybe 150 bucks at the time, at the, at the very least. You sell it on eBay and make a thousand bucks like everybody else was doing with their Aaron Hernandez jersey. I think at the time that he was uh, killing people execution style, it was probably a harder sell. Are are you even allowed to wear one of those in Gillette? I think th- I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think they'd turn anybody away if you got a ticket. Really. They can turn anybody away for anything. They don't really care if you've spent the money already and are not going to get a return on it. They own the complex. They're going to su- be able to tell you I what suppose. they want to do. I suppose. But uh, You need a pretty big set to be walking around with a shirt like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. Of all the things that I wear, I still wouldn't wear an Aaron Hernandez jersey. Because <laughs> who wants the judgment? Yeah, right. No, I'm going with that Ben Roethlisberger jersey I've been keeping in the closet for years. Yeah, well, see, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. His career well, he, con- his well, career well, continued he, without, he, without issue. Yeah. Uh, after a pretty significant negative reaction from citizens restoring Kangaman, members uh, that they would uh, that they would treat what members that they would tree removal. Listen to this sentence. You ready? I'm ready. After a pretty significant negative reaction from citizens restoring Kangaman, members that they would tree removal. Who wrote this? Mass Live. Mass Live. Cliff Clark. Cliff Clark. Clark. It's like Cliff Clavin. Uh, Hey there, buddy. Uh, You know, it's just uh, sitting there thinking uh, these uh, people, uh, they would have tree removal. Uh, Don't you think that uh, he should have edited this before he hit send? No, but what was? Remember, we saw something a couple of months ago that they didn't edit. Oh, it was the editor's notes that they <laughs> left in the story, and it was like, "Don't you think you should take this out?" Yeah, you know, this obviously didn't even go to an editor. Oh my god! Uh, so I guess that they would do tree removal. The Lake Advocacy Group is withholding a planned four thousand dollar donation to the town. The money was split, slated to be spent on uh, taking down several trees in the North Pond Conservation Area. Visitors have repeatedly installed rope swings on the trees, even after town officials cut the ropes down, and town officials hope to remove the trees as a safety measure. Not everyone agreed with the spending, however. There was a pretty significant outcry. People were not happy, said Michelle Pratt, the president of the nonprofit CRC, during the town's Lake Management Committee meeting last week. She also said that the uh, meeting that several businesses in town had contacted her and said if citizens restoring Kangamon funded cutting down trees, they would quit the group. Because of the pushback from its members, Pratt said the group's board decided to withhold the donation to the town and ask its members if they wanted to fund the tree removal project. The uh, board decided to put it to the membership if they want to cut the trees down. It would be irresponsible to not to, Pratt said. Uh, During the select, you're going to cut down all the rope swings? Well, that's the whole idea of having a pond with a with a tree. Yeah, uh, don't cut down the rope trees. Cut down the trees. Leave the swings. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> you're you're just, just trying to provide options for the folks at Southwick. I, I think you're asking for that wily coyote style, like when they cut, like the he's trying to fall on the piece of rock, but the whole <laughs> cliff j- jumps out from behind him, and he's. 
now stuck in the air in this. Are you suggesting that's not physically possible? No, I don't think it is physically possible. I beg to defer. Yeah, but uh, that's what they're bitching about over at Congamon Lake today. Hmm. You know what uh, they should really be bitching about? What? The fact that Mass Live butchered the story with with terrible grammatical errors and a lack of editing. Well, I mean, uh, they they had, uh, what did they say again? Uh after pretty much after pretty significant negative reaction from citizens restoring Congo on members that they would tree removal. Day tree removal, Congamon Lake. <laughs> Me do good, Mass Live. Congamon Smash. Put up on MassLive.com. Uh, don't you need an editor? To- editor bad. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, good grammatical language? Member tree removal. Lake Advocacy Group, $4,000 donation. Good Lord, man. Yeah, I know. I sure, I, I, does that, uh, does that change when you uh, pay that $10 subscription amount to, to Mass Live? Does that, uh, does that help the, uh, the, the writing of these stories? D- does what help? The, uh, if you pay for the yeah. subscription, what is oh, it, maybe. $10 a month? Yeah, well, this w- would that make it easier to read? And this was a subscriber exclusive story. Oh, good. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Worth uh, every penny. Good thing I'm paying for it. Thirty-three-year-old uh, Whitney Moffat drives for DoorDash in Amarillo, Texas. She went to uh, pick up an order at Wingstop on Sunday, but it wasn't ready when she got there. It's not clear how long it had been or how long she had waited, but she got so annoyed she apparently decided to grab the order herself and walked back into the kitchen area. They told her to leave, and it sparked a fight. Police say she attacked, uh, physically attacked the store's manager. She Ooh. continued attacking him as he tried to escort her out of the building, and an off-duty uh, police officer happened to see that. She also got into it with him, apparently. She's facing charges for assault and resisting arrest. No word on how long the uh, DoorDash customer had to wait for the wings. See, that would be the thing I would be upset about, being the customer you know, let's say uh, let's say you're sitting around uh, you're sitting around your mom's basement. You've been smoking bongs all day long, mm-hmm. all playing you video want, games. Uh, Wingstop is way too far away for anybody to be driving, or you can't walk there. So you call DoorDash. Sure, it's going to take forty five minutes to an hour to get there, but right? It'll be worth it because you're on your fifth bong hit, and that by the time that sets in, you'll get that. And here's this uh, here's this broad getting all uh, getting all uppity with the wing stop guy well you can't really blame her i mean she's got a you know she's got a service to run here you know, she's got uh, deliveries to make and i'm sure it's the only delivery she was making did you ever did you ever do that in a restaurant like you know there's nobody around to help you and you need something like salt or pepper or silverware uh-huh have you ever gone over and just grabbed your own silverware out of the bin and then brought it back to the table oh, or i'll grab it from another table Oh, no, now you're screwing up the place settings. Well, maybe that's true, but they screwed up my place settings. Walk over to the thing. You you become the employee just for a little while. Well, I mean. Listen, they're busy. I understand they're busy. You need a fork. Yes, that's true. And they already walked away from the table after they dropped the food off at the table. What would you do? What would you do? I would would walk to an empty table, and if they've got silverware there wrapped up in in their napkin, I will grab it and use it. I've walked in and got mayonnaise from behind a counter in the kitchen. Really? You've walked into a kitchen? Years ago, I'm with my brother and his friend. I was like maybe 18, mm-hmm. 17 or 18. We're in this, uh, we're in a ground round, right? Intentionally? Yes. Well, it was back when ground round was in its heyday. Ah. Yeah. Yes. When they had hay on the floor, you know. 
Then they moved to peanut, hey, peanut shells. shells yeah. Right. Before before peanut allergies were an actual thing. So we're sitting in this restaurant and we're like the only customer sitting in the in the restaurant area. There might be a few customers at the bar, but there's no bartender even walking around. It's like the wait staff is also the bartender, you know? So yep. we uh we we get out we, we're waiting there and I ordered like a chicken sandwich or something and then uh, I wanted mayonnaise and the mayonnaise didn't come with the sandwich. So I'm like looking around Nobody in sight. Can't even find the. I'm look. I'm going even out in the foyer looking for the waiter. Can't find the waiter. Really? Yeah. So I just walked right into the kitchen and I walked right up to the line, and I said, "Can I have some mayonnaise?" And the guy goes, "Mail, mail." Okay, and he gives me the mayonnaise, and I walk out of the kitchen, <coughs> and then the waiter comes over and is laughing his ass off, and he's like, "Listen, man, I'm really sorry that you had to go do that." But I'm really surprised you got mayo because none of those guys speak English back there in the kitchen. <laughs> and I said, well, they understood mayo. And he's like, well, well that's a universal language. It is. Mayo, it is a yeah. universal language. Condiments yeah. are known for everybody. Sometimes you got to take things into your yeah. own hands. Well, I, I gotta, I'm very impressed with your initiative. Oh, I'm that kind of guy, Bax. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. See us at the Big E today. It's going to be a beautiful day. Perfect day. Say hi. You want to be in our video? You're not going to be. Yeah, this is our video. Yeah. Make your own video. 59 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102 AM. I was 53 and Green Day with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 72 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 73. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me uh, take a moment to tell you about what's on uh, this week on Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, my guest this week is graphic artist Aaron Tanner. Aaron Tanner is a terrific artist who has done multiple, you know, uh, album covers, and he's been the the artistic director for several uh, you know, recording bands like Ween and many others. But he's also got his own company called Melodic Virtue Publishing, and what they do is they do a lot of coffee table books uh, about certain bands. So, for example, the ones that he's just released now are a series of books about the band The Residents, who are a band that's been around for the last fifty years. Uh, they don't, uh, they don't, they've never publicly identified themselves. They've never shown their faces, but it's a fascinating story. Not only about the band, but even more fascinating is how this guy, Aaron Tanner had access to 50 years of archive material. It's an amazing story. Even if you know nothing about the residents, the story behind it is really, really cool. And you can hear that on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google podcasts, and rock 102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM home buyers at ZM homes. Dot com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You ever hear the saying, uh, the blind leading the blind? Yes. Uh, this might be a very literal example of that. A woman on social media who claims to be a holistic coach says that people with diminished eyesight are told that they need eyeglasses or contact lenses, but this is a lie. And for $11 per class, she'll explain why. Her name is Samantha Lotus, and she claims she offers simple, holistic multi-dimensional healing methods that are backed by science. Science! She also said that if you're uh, closed-minded and want to stay a victim, this is not for you. Obviously, it seems like a scam, but some people didn't see it coming. You know what I'm saying? I see what you did there. And some of her webinars have had hundreds of people sign up. A popular TikToker named Mallory says she enrolled, so we don't have to, you and me. Okay. She also uses her platform to debunk... Uh, misinformation and conspiracy theories. And Mar- Mallory says the whole thing is basically a sales pitch for essential oils. 
specifically from the company that Samantha is a rep for. Mallory shared this clip of Samantha from the course, and here, you know, there's a couple of examples. Samantha denies this is a grift, and she says her teachings include tips on avoiding blue light, reducing screen time, using specific eye and neck exercises, and incorporating specific nutrients in your diet. Uh-huh. Uh, she's from Canada, and the Canadian Association of Optometrists say they are not aware of the existence in peer-reviewed scientific literature of any evidence to support her claims. Samantha is not a doctor, but she claims she has studied psychology, sociology, and naturopathic medicine, as well as anatomy, physiology, and biology. Her website was set to private after she started getting backlash from being called out for this, <laughs> including the page where she hawked the essential oils. So she's probably pretty much out of business now. No, it's too bad. You know, what are you going to do? But, you know, if I uh, if I were suffering from a condition and someone said, uh, hey, uh, here's some magic for you, you know, I mean, I, how do you not pay attention? How do you not, like, uh, perk up and say, ooh, I should be listening to this? I don't know. I you would, know. you know. I, I, yeah, for 11 bucks. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and if I were blind, I would be happy to watch your videos if I could. Maybe I should start an $11 course. Sure. $11 and let me tell you why cardboard plastic, uh, cardboard water bottles aren't going to make it here in Massachusetts because they're still lined with plastic. You're just looking to piss that one guy off, aren't you? I'm just looking to piss everybody off. That's... <laughs> <laughs> one person at a time. No, but you know this whole recycling thing is just a farce. You know, yeah. they're oh, yeah. telling everybody to you know recycle your bottles. Do you know that like eighty percent of the carbon emissions in in the world come from major corporations? But they make you and I think that we're the big problem that is causing all of this. You know, yeah. climate change and all this other stuff. No, it's not your truck. It's not your car. It's not that stuff. It's these giant smokestacks with the smoke going right into the air. That's what's causing the problem. But you and me are the biggest problem that these environmentalists can deal with. I thought it was cow farts that were the problem. It's everything. Really? Are you yeah. sure? I really was. Uh, I was really hanging my hat on the cow farts. Yeah, yeah. You, you uh, changing over to a cardboard water bottle that still has plastic in it ain't gonna change the world. Do you have a contest to do? Uh, oh, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, Australian Pink Floyd. They're yeah. coming to uh, the Hanover Theater in Worcester on uh, this Sunday, the 24th, 7 o'clock. We actually have a pair of tickets to give away. 10th caller at 293-1021. Those uh, tickets can be yours. Good luck on Rock 102.